0: You're listening to It's Politics Stupid. In this episode, we talk about the Ohio election results, a new initiative from the FBI to combat terrorism and space. The kind that's found above Earth, not the kind between this joke and the laughter. Hi everyone, welcome to It's Politics Stupid, the news, politics, and culture podcast created for Millennials by Millennials. We break down the important stuff and explain the who's, what's, where's, and most importantly, the why you should give a damn. I'm Abu.
1: I'm Anna. And
2: I'm Allie.
0: Guys, I'm sick. Can you hear it?
2: The world is sick.
0: (laughs) I really have no follow-up to that, but I really just wanted to bring that up, so if I sound weird and if you hear me Mm. sniffle, I apologize. I'll try to do those sniffles and coughs off mic, but I really wanted to commit this week.
1: It can't be any weirder than the sounds that Allie typically makes. That's true. We'll make it through. (laughs) (laughs) So just to preface, I'm sick this week. But
0: we have another guest on this week. And it's Hannah, who also happens to be helping out with the show. She's hopped on a couple weeks ago, and she's been helping with the show. So Hannah, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. She's not going to say much until we get to her uh, final segment. But first, as usual, we want to start off the show like we always do with our top three stories that are trending amongst our peers and amongst our friends, the most liked tweeted, and Instagrammed content that people on the web are sharing and why you should care.
1: A Russian airliner leaving Sharm el-Sheikh International Airport in Egypt crashed just 23 minutes after takeoff, killing all 224 passengers, most of whom were Russian. An Egyptian investigator said they are, quote, 90% certain that a bomb brought down the plane, but the investigation is ongoing. The U.S. also seems to think the crash was the result of a bomb. Members of ISIS have claimed responsibility for the crash, and the the U.S. and European intelligence definitely haven't ruled them out. With Russia's recent military involvement in Syria, the timing is quite suspicious. But it could just be ISIS capitalizing on the tragedy. No official conclusions have yet been announced.
0: Ninety percent certain? That seems a little bit high. Because I've heard, over the since the crash, I've heard both sides of the story and both sides sound pretty confident that it is a bomb or it isn't a bomb.
1: Well, this is a pretty recent development that they are this certain that it is a bomb, Um, like just a few hours ago that they're saying this. Um, They found the black box and have since analyzed the uh, information from that. So that's Yes, I heard
0: on NPR just today that there's this sound right at the end of the black box before the recording cuts off, and they're trying to figure out if it's the sound of an explosion or something else
1: right and it could be that the explosion wasn't caused by a bomb necessarily but was caused by some sort of problem with the plane but it did recently have a checkup whatever a plane checkup is called um so it's probably that they're thinking well the plane seemed to be in fine shape and if it blew up in midair and it wasn't you know fuel leak or something like that chances are it's a bomb. Um, right. And as I said, the kind of timing of Russia's involvement in Syria. Yeah. Uh, yeah, could definitely, I mean, ISIS could just be capitalizing on, well, this is big and in the news and let's take credit yeah, for it. I was going to
0: say, I'm more than 90% certain that ISIS is capitalizing on this. Like, Which yeah.
1: they always do with
2: everything that always happens. Exactly.
0: Everything that, like, and it's the same with any terrorist group, Al-Qaeda, anyone, they just capitalize on Any big event, even if they don't have the capability, like, I read that ISIS, as far as ISIS experts know, do not even have the capability for for an air-to-ground missile to shoot something out of the air mid-flight.
1: But they're not saying it was a missile. They're saying it was a bomb on the flight, meaning that somebody somehow affiliated with ISIS got through airport security, which... A lot of reports have recently said that this airport is known to have some pretty lax security. Mm. So they're saying that well, that's they about to got through security, oh yeah, got through security with a bomb mm. and put it on the plane. Or somebody carried the bomb onto the plane, which is way more likely than, you know, they, they're they not saying that they shot it down. They're saying that there was a bomb on the plane.
0: So we'll have to see what, the, what results come out of that black box data and what the experts say, because it's still kind of up in the air. Uh, But to bring things back home a little bit, last Tuesday was Election Day in Ohio and probably elsewhere in the U.S., but mostly in Ohio, where (laughs) there was a big focus on Issue 2 and Issue 3. So just to recap some of the issues, if you're not aware, there were three issues on the statewide ballot of Ohio. Issue number one created a bipartisan commission to draw legislative districts essentially combating gerrymandering in the state. Issue number two prohibited any issue from um, creating a monopoly or oligopoly or a cartel in the state of Ohio without prior approval from the Ohio Ballot Board. So none of these issues would make it onto a ballot unless the ballot board approved that it wasn't creating some sort of monopoly. And issue three was the big one. Uh, It would legalize medicinal and recreational marijuana and give exclusive rights to 10 predetermined growth facilities in the state who would have the right to grow and... um, export the marijuana throughout the state. Now the election results came in and issues one and two passed. And issue three, the big marijuana one, failed. Do you guys mind talking about what issues you voted for or what you would have voted for, Allie?
1: Yeah, I'll kick it off. (laughs) Um, I voted for the commission to um, So yes, on issue one. Yeah, to try to prevent gerrymandering because I think that's a huge issue. I love the idea of a bipartisan, you know, commission. Yeah. I think that that's just good for everyone across the board. I know that the legislation behind it was bipartisan, so thumbs up all around. And I do believe it passed by a it uh, passed.
0: Uh, It was like 70 70 to 30. I'm rounding a bit, but it was, yeah, it was 70 to 30. No one likes gerrymandering.
1: Yeah, no one wants gerrymandering. I think
0: gerrymandering in general kind uh, of just has a negative connotation to it. So everyone hates gerrymandering as far as I know.
1: For sure. So prohibits the use of ballot initiative process. I voted. um, So issue
0: number two is the monopoly one. No one number two. No one number two.
1: I think it's overbroad. I think that the problem with this election was a lot of people were like, if you don't like issue three, vote for issue two. But like, that doesn't make any sense. You could have just voted no on issue three and also no on issue two. So um, I think that it was way over broad, and they were just trying to kind of tie it in, if you ask me a little bit diabolically, <laughs> with issue three. And issue three, I voted yes, which I had some issue with the Monopoly jazz. So, I, which I shouldn't roll that up into a tiny little ball. But um, I I don't know. I just think that the problem was the whole Monopoly thing. Yeah. And I'm for the legalization of marijuana. Um, and so I just wanted to be able to show support because I, I don't – this is going to sound – Backwards, but I just knew it wasn't going to pass. So I was like, I'm going to vote yes just to show some support because I feel like it's not going to get any. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So um, I was for legalization. Okay. If that's the, the nugget that you so want to So issue, out of
0: that. yeah, right. Issues one, two, and three, and to summarize, you did. You went yes, yes. no, yes. Yes, no, yes. All right, Hannah. I issue voted one, two, exactly and three.
3: Exactly the same way.
0: Exactly the same way. <laughs> yes, no, yes. Okay. We'll get how, your thoughts a little bit later. How would I
3: have
2: um, yes. No, no.
0: Yes, no, no. No, no.
2: That makes sense.
0: Why, uh, why the difference from Anna on the third issue?
2: So, I mean, I was listening to all... I, I mean, okay, so there's obviously people who enjoy smoking re- marijuana recreationally that I know, and they were all saying, guys, vote no, because of the monopoly issue, uh, because of, like, just all the issues with the bill. Like, it wasn't good enough for them to say yes for this one, so it's kind of interesting to see like out of that group of like who voted, who actually is against marijuana being legalized, and who is just against that bill completely. So I mean, because like there's you know stoners out there that voted
1: no.
0: That's true, and uh, that that's absolutely true because um, mainly because of this monopoly issue that like they obviously they support marijuana, they smoke it, but they don't like the idea of these ten facilities owning all the rights to marijuana in the state of ohio um
2: yeah so they like all said just be patient and let's get some better stuff out there and we'll see what happens so yeah
0: yeah, but along those lines of thinking like i voted yes no yes i really had to think about that i know it's like (laughs) what (laughs) What's right i voted for issue two no because it's a like just like anna said it's broad it's far too there's way too much power with the Ohio Ballot Board to just say yes or no to any sort of ballot initiative that they think would create a monopoly? Like, how is that even democratic, where this board can just be like, no, your issue is not allowed on the ballot because so and so and so. Like, that's just going to make it harder in the future for initiatives and like grassroots movements to get their issues on the ballots, because now there's this board that has to approve this stuff, Um, especially if they think that issue is going to give one company or a group of 10 predetermined locations, a monopoly. And then for issue three, I voted yes, because like all of us, we're all uh, young people, uh, millennials, dare I say. Oh. And <laughs> and we all know people that smoke a lot of marijuana and or maybe just a little bit of marijuana. We all know people that smoke marijuana, and at this point, I think it's pretty... Uh, well, understood that marijuana is not as harmful as it's made out to be. But I also understand where people are coming from with the uh, 10 predetermined locations that have all this control over the mar- marijuana production in the state. I think it just comes down to the fact that, like, waiting is not just gonna take longer. Like, the folks that are saying yeah. that we support marijuana, but let's wait for a better deal, that better deal is never coming because it's politics, stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
2: End. Perfect. Drop I had the mic. To. I had Goodbye. To. Sorry. Throw it away. Sorry. I had Hi, everyone.
0: To. Roll credits. But, uh, but really, it, it is politics. You're not going to get marijuana supported in the state of Ohio because there's still plenty of uh, opposition to it. Without some sort of provisions on it, without some sort of rules and some sort of shackles that maybe in the future can be taken off and amended. But right now, you have to vote for to get at least marijuana across that finish line and get approved.
2: So to switch gears a little bit, um, the FBI has delayed the launch of their game-style counter-radicalization website aimed at educating teachers and students on how to identify early signs of radicalism in schools. The program, called Don't Be a Puppet, which is a weird name, was supposed to be online on November 2nd, but it is temporarily on hold. Muslim activists and civil rights groups say the program will stir up a discrimination against Muslims and subject Muslim students to undue arrests and scrutiny. They say that it seems like the FBI is asking teachers and students to be extensions of law enforcement, a.k.a. the police, or homegrown spies. Supporters say that schools can be an important space to spot and combat radicalization, but that it is obviously must be done right and with respect and without stigma.
0: And I don't think a game called, or like a website called Don't Be a Puppet, is the way to do it with respect and without stigma. I think that this is just ridiculous in every aspect. Like, just read this, reading this story and, like, looking at your notes, Allie, just get me so fired up. This is absurd that a website like this exists for students and teachers to start picking out people in their class. It's like this weird McCarthy shit about communist. Like, it's the big red scare again, but with yes. Muslims. Like, it, this is insane that, like, something like this is even, like, What the fuck is the FBI doing with their time? Like, this is what they're coming up with?
2: And they're 8.64, I believe, million dollars with it. Let me just... Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Like, why? This is just like a huge, like, a Muslim scare. Like, start figuring out who in your classroom is going to be a terrorist when they grow up. This is the most ridiculous thing.
1: A lot of people who get involved in terrorist organizations... First off, terrorist organizations don't have to be... Muslim. That's not at all <laughs> inherent news to flash,
0: terrorism. Newsflash, news everyone. Anna, please say that again, loud and clear, for everyone to hear.
1: <laughs> there are many terrorist organizations that have nothing at all whatsoever to do with Islam at all.
2: Right, and period. it's not wow. saying just Muslim, and it's also civil rights groups, like I said. But like the descriptions for the website were vague. I mean, it's called "Don't Be a Puppet" because there's like a system of like questions that they'll ask, and if you give the right answer, they'll cut off a string on the puppet.
0: What? Wait, questions you're supposed to ask someone you think is a terrorist in your class? They're
2: asking you questions about, like, um...
0: Oh, the website is asking helping, you questions. Yeah,
2: asking you questions oh. to help identify people on the path to extremism, is what it is. So.
1: Well, and a lot of times also, in some of the radicalization models that exist, like, you don't really know that people are becoming radicalized, because before then, they lead totally normal lives. Yeah. Um, also, one of the big things that seems to come about in radicalization um, is that these people are ostracized and felt feel like they don't belong in a group and so they're looking for somewhere where they feel like they belong where they're not being pushed to the fringes and sometimes it ends up being these creepy cult groups or terrorist organizations Um, and so great let's find a way to make people who might already feel left you know pushed to these fringes even further by just assuming a bunch of people are terrorists
0: exactly like your first point about not being able to spot the radicalization early on because these people live totally normal lives people that have ended up going to isis and joining isis their parents didn't know the people that raised them from birth didn't think their child would do this. How are you, some reno in school who goes to class with this guy for a couple hours a day, supposed to spot this because of some FBI website? Like, ridiculous. If their parents couldn't spot radicalization, there's no way in hell you were going to spot radicalization. And your second point, just absolutely spot on. The fact that these people are ostracized and they feel left out and they don't feel inclusive. FBI, here's an idea from a Muslim. Okay, here's something that will stop me from becoming a radical ISIS terrorist. Make me feel like I belong somewhere. Make me feel like I belong in the community. Make me feel like I'm part of this community so I don't go searching for another community that I feel I belong more to and I can align more with.
1: I understand the concern. Of course, we don't want people joining terrorist organizations. But I just don't know if this is such a a broad stroke kind of thing that you can say here are four signs that someone's going to become a terrorist. Like, even within the field, there's tons, tons of argument about how people become radicalized, what people think before they join. You know, most people, as I said, might not have any idea of what they're really joining. They don't really know exactly how they're going to get involved. Some sometimes it's very quick. Sometimes it takes years. Uh, so I just think that also the idea of a game is really simplifying something that's quite complicated and. Quite on a case-by-case basis.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the intention is great and positive and wonderful. Yeah, no, but, but we but, don't want
1: terrorists. We're not. A, I would love if there could be a game that said, "Here's how you know who a terrorist is and how we can, you know, stop them right, from becoming a terrorist." But this also reality,
0: and there's no way you can spot that 100% of the time, or even effectively enough through a website with a questionnaire. So, I mean, the intentions may be good, but the execution was both ignorant and stupid and awful. Well, I want to move on because the more we talk about this, the more water I'm going to have to down and the more fired up I'm going to get. But uh, I I would like to move on because Hannah has very politely been sitting here and listening to us talk for the last couple of minutes. So, uh, Hannah, you may finally speak.
3: Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yay. And Hannah's also been helping out with the show, like I said earlier, so uh, now's your chance to finally talk and not just help us write. So that's wonderful. You're here to talk to us about the great unknown.
1: Galaxies far, far away.
2: Space. The final frontier. Otherwise known as space.
0: Literally space, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess just space. So uh, go ahead, Hannah. Tell us all about space and... um, Tell us a little bit about yourself first before. Are you a space expert or just a space enthusiast?
3: I'm definitely a space enthusiast. My dream is to work for NASA. So, you know, starting early reading some stuff. So I know what I'm talking about when I get there.
0: Nice. Awesome. So tell us about this stuff.
3: So last week was kind of a big week in space. The International Space Station celebrated its 15th year in space, which is pretty awesome. More than 220 people from 17 different countries have taken residence there.
2: It's so cool. I want to be one of those people
1: so bad.
3: (laughs) No, never. No, thank you. I don't want to go to space.
1: I know. Also in the news, I saw that they're accepting astronaut
3: applications. That's correct, Hannah? They are. Anybody can apply to be an astronaut at usajobs.com. Oh, my god USAjobs.com. dot com that's
0: incredible. And I, or it might be Anna, I don't know what you're talking about. Where is your yeah. where's your explorative side? Where's your don't you want to know what's out in space? Well, yes, no I do I do
1: want to know, and I want all of the funding to go to NASA. Trust me, I'm one hundred percent for more funding into space exploration, but fuck no, I do not want to go there myself. Oh, <laughs> man. I am not about it. I don't want to watch gravity. I don't want. Any of that, none of it, no thank you. I don't want to be out there.
0: Oh, I would love to go to space. I'm going to, USA, was it
3: USAjobs? gov.
0: gov, boom. i want to start applying. I need a job anyway.
3: The sad part is the last time we sent someone up to space, who's Scott Kelly, who has officially been the only American to, or yeah, be in space for more than six months, I believe, he met it. He's going to be there for a year. He has a twin down here on Earth, mm-hmm. and they're going to test the physiological differences between them to see what effects uh, ha- his body taken over from having so much radiation so they can know what it's going to be like when they send people up to Mars. Yeah. But when they sent him up to space, we almost had a hitch ride with Russia because the government wasn't going to give NASA the money to send someone up there. So that's one instance where our government is basically have to come over to Russia and be like, hey, guys... Um, we don't want to invest any of our time and money into this, so can you give us some of yours so we can send someone there? And
1: nothing kills Americans more than having to ask Russians for
3: help.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. how pitiful! No how pitiful <laughs> is that? We won the space race against Russia, and how pitiful is that that now we have to go to them to beg for our astronauts to get up to space?
1: Here's my thing: the space race is not over, so I don't think we should be allowed to say we won it if we are not doing anything about it anymore that's true the first first
0: lap is over and we outlapped russia and every other country but the race is still going i agree Hmm. so uh, how close do you guys think we are to commercial space flights because i know that's very slowly becoming a thing but i just i don't think we the technology or like the we just don't have a convenient and also safe Secure way of getting your average day people, even your average day rich people who can pay for it, to th- go to sma- space commercially, just like for a trip.
3: Yeah, well, it was called what is it, the SpaceX or the SpaceX? To- yeah, Elon yeah, SpaceX Mars. journey to Mars. Like we're gonna send 12 people up there, but here's the catch: you can never come back because. We- <laughs> <laughs> um, but according to NASA, that they don't have any sort of funding, so they're creating this big sort of fuss over it. And the reality is that they're not going to have the technology to or the means to send people up to space and have them permanently live there. And also, I feel like if I were on that, I would think this is definitely a death trip, like death trip going on this. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they haven't invested that much in being on Mars, like, they don't have all these rovers and everything up there, and they haven't done too many experiments on things, so there's kind of going into this being like, um, we're just gonna experiment with this to see if people can actually live there. So surprise, you might actually die. That's (laughs) why you can't come back.
1: See, and, like, that's the thing that I'm saying with the the problem with people just being like, yay, space, yeah, I want to go to space, I want to do this, and commercial travel, whereas, like, astronauts know what they're getting themselves into. I feel like some of these rich people who are just like, yeah, I want to go on a trip to Mars, because that sounds cool. Like, I feel like uh, maybe I'm underestimating them, but I just feel like maybe they don't really know what gonna, they're getting themselves into.
3: They definitely um, have to sign a waiver. <laughs> all, the, all the waivers, I'm sure.
1: But uh, I do have a hmm. question. Why? Why go to Mars? Other than the fact that it's cool as shit, if we went to Mars, like, what does it do for us? Why? As far as like funding, I know that's a huge issue for NASA. Um,
3: if they're pitching this for funding, what what's their big push? Why? Because surprise, we're actually killing Earth, and you know it may not be this generation or the next generation or even the generation after that, but for sure in the future, Earth is going to become inhabitable, and we're going to need to find a place for everyone to live and since Mars is the most like Earth that is sort of they're thinking like okay we'll go to Mars it's you know Earth-like so maybe we can figure out a way for humans to live and thrive on a planet. Now we just gotta get out of the Milky Way. There's plenty more out there, guys.
0: There's so much more out there. The <laughs> you gotta shoot yeah. for the stars. Space is boundless.
2: The final frontier. You gotta shoot for the
3: stars. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, Earth, wow. Earth is
0: gonna become, maybe not for a very long time, and definitely Millions of years, us. it's been. Like, we're cool. We're solid. We're gonna be on Earth for a while. But, you know, very far down the line, Earth is gonna become uninhabitable, and that's because of overpopulation and lack of resources, and humans being destructive to the environment. Like, that's all going to lead to us having to leave Earth at some point. So it's probably a good idea that we're kind of thinking about it and planning for the future. And Mars, I don't think, is the place to go. It's, you know, just a hop and a skip over from Earth. So I agree with Allie that we've probably got to figure out some way to get out farther and faster because just the fact that it takes six months to get to Mars is probably a very slow process. But at least we're crawling through space. If not, you know, we just got to figure out a way to run and maybe fly.
3: I think so many people think this is so far in the future that what's the point of spending billions and billions of dollars on it right now? And so, you know, we have more money for military or, you know, to defeat ISIS. And I think that um, the fact that we're sort of destroying this planet slowly but surely, it's dying and it's not as much of a threat right now. So people are like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't invest money in this until it's a problem like, you know, that we need to figure out quick.
2: Money is fake. The earth has made this. We have not made the universe. You know it, it The universe is real. Money is fake.
0: We'll that's just go with that. We're yeah. always going to be spending money, but we're eventually going to run out of earth.
1: I think and I Bam. hope that this is something that's going to change with our generation. I think that, a lot of us, I mean, obviously, just based off of this conversation, are super interested in space and exploration, and we follow astronauts on and NASA on Twitter. And I think follow that all of NASA's twitters, <laughs> all of the twitters. Um, and so I just think, and I hope that this is something that's definitely going to change with our generation. There won't be this hesitance to, you know, really invest in what's important. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I hope the fangirling isn't just in this room. I hope everyone, in our generation, is. Is excited about space um, but I've gotten really fired up this episode and I really need to calm down for many many reasons I got angry first and then I got excited about space and now I'm just really confused and tired um, so and I think sick it's, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I think it's about time we wrap it up but Hannah thank you so much for coming on and uh, getting us all a little bit more excited about space if we weren't already plenty excited in the first place so thanks a lot for coming on yes thank you so that about wraps it up we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and being a part of the show, it means a ton to us. Special thanks to our sound engineer, Andres, and our writers, Chris and Hannah, who is on the show today. Thank you so much for your help, guys. We're a young show, and we'd love to get feedback to learn and grow. So if you'd like to contact us, hit us up at IPSpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can always just leave us a review on iTunes to let us know how we're doing. We're also going to be available on Stitcher and on Google Play Music when they release their podcast. So keep an eye out for that, too. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.